and welcome to What's the Takeaway podcast. This is episode 41. 41, wow. Um, 41. Yeah, so on today's episode, we are going to take a closer look at the birth of Jesus. This episode will be released on the 12th of December, two weeks before we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Just right in the middle of all the hustle and the bustle and all the prep Mm -hmm. that we need to do for Christmas. So we hope that you can take some time to go through the story with us and just pause and ponder what's happened in the world all the years ago. So Danielle, Mm -hmm. you are going to kick us off to start with. All the years ago in Matthew chapter 1, we're going to start at verse 18. And I'm going to read you the passage, but I'm also going to read it in a different translation and talk to you a little bit about Micah and how Micah is a nice little uh, prelude to the coming of our Lord. So here we go in, in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 25, if you want to read along with us. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant with the Holy Spirit by the Holy Spirit are pregnant through the Holy Spirit, verse 19, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly, verse 20. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife, but he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. I love that. I loved all of it. I was looking at all of it and trying to figure out what really stood out to me. And I think there are a few things that stand out to me about this story. One of them is people make plans, don't they? Mm. People Mm -hmm. make plans. Um, and in these plans, we I see two plans that were made. There's the plan to marry, and then there's the plan to divorce, mm-hmm. <laughs> ironically. <laughs> um, you know, and I loved that, that there was these plans, but in the middle of these human plans was um, God's plan. Mm-hmm. And, it, and the human plans were just not going to play out, but God's yeah. plan was. And I love, what I really love about this is it's the dream congregation everyone's really obedient. (laughs) Everyone's like, yeah, okay, if that's what you say, Lord. So, and it's how we choose and want to be to the Lord. Like we want to be obedient, but I love how he, um, you know, he, he's so lovely that he's deciding like, okay, I can't marry her, but I can divorce her and I can do it really quietly. Like, you know, maybe the temptation to shame her so that his Mm. name wouldn't be tarnished. That never even came into play. And I love how he he had this conversation and the angel, you know, he considered, it says he considered in verse 20 what the angel had said to him. You know, he gave thought to this. He made a choice. I think he made a really solid choice. Do I choose this or do I choose that? And he chose God's will. And I love how the, the angel said to, um, to Joseph, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. And I think about how often as Christians, sometimes when we're going through hard times, we get a little bit. I don't know what the right word is, but when someone says, oh, don't be afraid, you go, oh, how would you know? Don't tell me not Mm, to be afraid. How are you to say that? (laughs) And I love that if it's good enough for Joseph, who is facing Uh this major thing, 
when someone says to us, do not be afraid, it, it should be good enough for us, mm-hmm. you know, because they were facing a lot. And as we can see here, um, this is a beautiful story because this baby was given to us by God himself, by Jesus, by the, I'm sorry, by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I love that his name is Anointed One, which means Jesus, Messiah. And then one of my favorite names for God, because we know that God has a lot of names, but one of my favorite names is Emmanuel which means God is with us, and that's in verse 23. And I love that name so much because that is, like, the theme of our lives. Like, we're never alone. Like, once we realize that Jesus is who he says he is, we're never, ever, ever alone. And I love that the man, the Lord had commanded him, and he took Mary home. Like, he did exactly as he was told to do. Now, mm-hmm. what's interesting about this, and I'm going to read it to you in the message as well, but what's interesting is that 400 years prior to this, there was silence, There was silence between the last prophet and this story. And so 400 years of silence. And all of a sudden, the first thing that we're told is that this 16-year-old girl, maybe even younger, is going to be giving birth to the Son of God. And I love that when God broke silence, he broke it with Jesus. Mm. And then we have, um, I'm going to read it to you from the message because I feel like it really is a really down-to-earth way but also sticking very close to the text. So here we have it in the message. It says, and it's sort of the first sentence is so amazing. It says the birth of Jesus took place like this. <laughs> just, just like this. Just like this. Just this like is this. how it happened. Just like this. It's not up for debate. I know not up for debate. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph before they enjoyed their wedding night. Joseph discovered she was pregnant. It was by the Holy Spirit, but he didn't know that. Okay. So we're being filled in. Mm. This was by the Holy Spirit, guys, but Joseph didn't know it yet. Mm. And Joseph, chagrined but noble, isn't that a great word? Chagrined but noble, determined to take care of things quietly so Mary would not be disgraced. And while he was trying to figure out figure out a way, he had a dream. God's angel spoke to him in the dream. Joseph, son of David, don't hesitate to get married. Mary's pregnancy is spirit conceived. God's Holy Spirit has made her pregnant. She will bring a son to birth, and when she does, you, Joseph, will name him Jesus, God saves, because he will save his people from their sins. This would bring the prophets, this is this is a weird sentence, isn't it? This would bring the prophets' embryonic revelation to full term. So the prophecy is from the book of Isaiah, and he's saying how it was in this baby form, but now that Jesus has come, that prophecy is fulfilled. So it's a full-blown, full-grown mm-hmm. prophecy. And the prophecy is, which watch for this, a virgin girl will get pregnant and bear a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, Hebrew word for God is with us. Then Joseph woke up, and he did exactly what God's angel commanded him in the dream. He married Mary, but he did not consummate the marriage until she had the baby, and he named the baby Jesus. He named the baby Jesus because he was told to name the baby Jesus. And I think about the story. I think Mary gave birth to this baby without a mom without a midwife Mm -hmm. like it was just her and joseph together by themselves and then i wanted to talk about how um in in micah i believe it's micah i'm gonna go there right now um and read you this yeah it's micah chapter five and this sort of falls in line i was thinking about this when i was reading it so it says in i'm gonna start in verse one it says marshal your troops now city of troops for a siege is laid against us they will strike israel's ruler on the cheek with a rod but you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for, come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. 
Therefore, Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor bears a son and the rest of us brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of his of the name of the Lord, his God, and they will live securely for this for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth and he will be our peace. And that is what happens. You know, Jesus is on the scene now and those all those things which we'll talk about later in another podcast that were going on around the chaos and the chaoticness of the world and God just breaks into that plan. And one of my favorite things to meditate on this at this time of year, one of my favorite meditations is to sit and think about how the God of the universe, clothed in majesty, enthroned above, sitting next to the Father, chose to come down into the form of a baby being born through a woman. Do you know when I just, yeah. I, I just, I, every time I sit and contemplate that, I think like, what love, you know, like no God, no God would ever do what Jesus has done. And the plan is so beautiful. So I love, I love thinking about all these things. Lovely. <clears throat> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Julie, pass over to you. Part two. Part two. <clears throat> so, um, uh, that was kind of 18 to the end of the chapter mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we move into Matthew chapter 2 now. And in verse 1 it says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem. Now I'm going to stop there and talk a little bit about these Magi or wise men or kings as you may know them. Um, Magi were magicians and astrologers from the east who studied and interpreted the stars. They weren't Jews but they would have studied <clears throat> excuse me, all kinds of religious writings, including the Jewish religious texts and scriptures. Now, there's a prophecy in Numbers that says, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will come out of Jacob, a scepter will rise out of Israel. That's in chapter 24, verse 17. So in that verse, we have a star, which in the ancient world represented deity. Um, coming from the line of Jacob in a scepter, meaning royalty. And it's likely that they associated this prophecy with the star. And so they follow it to the land of the Jews. Mm. Now, it's disputed how far they travelled to visit Jesus, but it was definitely hundreds of miles. Um, Over 400 miles and up to 900 miles, perhaps. But there doesn't seem to be a definite answer out there. I looked. (coughs) (laughs) They they wouldn't be travelling on like a really flat, motorway in a no. really fast car no no definitely not but, you know, probably on camels yeah yeah so it's camels. quite a long way probably, maybe horses probably camels um so they traveled by night as well so that they could follow the star obviously because it needs to be dark to see the stars um and this would have taken <laughs> them months and months so i was wondering like why why did god god is god why did god <laughs> choose these guys like they were foreigners pagans even mm-hmm. They were Gentiles, but Jesus didn't only come for the Jews. Mm-hmm. And so already we can see the changes plan. coming, mm-hmm. like things are starting to change already mm-hmm. and he's only just arrived. Mm-hmm. Um, so in verse 2, <clears throat> to get back to the story, um, they ask Herod, they go to see Herod and they ask Herod, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. And King Herod said, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't really, but he was... 
He said, this is how it was. <laughs> he was freaking out because obviously he is the king and this is a potential threat to his throne. And mm-hmm. so he gathers all the, his religious leaders and teachers of the law and they pour over the scriptures and he asks them where the Messiah was to be born and they conclude that it's prophesied to be Bethlehem. And this is mentioned in Micah chapter 5, like Danny just read to us. Um, and you can go back and look over that again if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, so King Herod sends them on their way instructing them to report back when they found the child so that he could come and worship him too. And then I just wrote, suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> so in verse 11, they arrive at the house and it says they saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshipped him. Why? Like, mm-hmm. were, they, were they the kind of people who chased every whiff of spirituality? Mm-hmm. You know, those kind of people that are like... Mm-hmm. You know, they were mm-hmm. astrologers and mm-hmm. mystics and they read scriptures of all kinds. And, like, like why why did they travel all those hundreds and hundreds mm-hmm. of miles? They were intelligent people. They were well-read. They were wise. Did they know that who he really was before anyone else did? Mm-hmm. Like, did they really know mm-hmm. who he was? They came all that way to worship him. Or were they just scholars of all religions? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a long way to go. So to do you, search do you believe that they knew know, he maybe. was the Messiah? God put a star in the sky specifically for them mm-hmm. because he knew they knew stars to lead them yeah. to Jesus and they worshipped him. And they led him to salvation. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe. I know. I think <laughs> All maybe the who knows did. is. Maybe they did. So I know, it's hard. They also brought gifts and they opened their treasures and they presented them with gold, frankincense and myrrh. Mm. Did they do you did you say that you think they read Micah? Is that what you said? Yeah. Right. So it's possible they knew that he was not only the prophesied king, mm-hmm. but the prophesied God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because the gifts had like significance. Had significance, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. um do we know who this is? Anybody wanna anybody got a what the gifts? What the gifts represent? Gold, frankincense and, and myrrh. No, what did they represent? Oh. Death, kingship and Wait, the gold is the kingship, the yeah. frankincense is death. No. Uh, no, is it the myrrh that's death? Yeah. Yeah, and the frankincense is worship? Yeah, so like his divinity. Yeah. Like, like the Ooh, I got gone. my Bible college degree. <laughs> Where did I So yeah, the gold was his kingship, the frankincense was divinity, mm-hmm. and the myrrh touched upon the fact that he was also human mm-hmm. and that he would die. Um, So after their visit... They were warned in a dream not to go back to Herod because suspicious. Because mm-hmm. he was suspicious. <laughs> um, suspicious. Because we know. Oh, wait, that's an Elvis Presley song. Isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. suspicious, suspicious minds. Uh-huh. Herod, the king who was suspicious. <laughs> His behavior and was suspicious. Fearfully. Mm-hmm. Well. So they they territorially they heeded that dream yeah. that they got and they didn't go. So, they took a detour home. So they had the dream and then they told. Mary and Joseph, don't go back? No, I think... I th- I'm asking. I don't think they told them. I think they had oh. their own revelation, oh, didn't they? Yes, about they not did. going Right. To, about leaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. yeah, so their dream was for them to not go back to Herod's. And yes. then I think, did Joseph have it? You're going to tell us in a minute. I've got, you're, you're jumping too far ahead, ladies. <coughs> okay, We're just well, so excited. Spoiler alert. That's, 
that's all I have to say about that. that so all you tell have us to about, say about, about um, <coughs> Well, first of all, part. I'm going to ask you to excuse my voice because it's a bit croaky and I've got to be a bit of the cold. <coughs> and I'm also going to say, I've just been looking through my notes and there's a chunk missing. Oh, so no. we will see. As that, it goes. Yeah. Um, we'll see how we got on. <laughs> we'll do fine. So feel free to add in. Mm. Okay, so Matthew 2... 13 to 23, The Escape to Egypt. Mm. That is like a, a movie title, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. When, <clears throat> when they had gone up, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you. For Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt where they stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled that the Lord had said through the prophets, out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realised that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious. He gave orders to kill the boys in Bethlehem and in its vicinity, who were all there under two years old, according to the time that they had learned from Mm -hmm. the Magi. Then... What was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. Mm. Verse 18. A voice is heard in Raham, weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeps for her children and refuses to be comforted because they are no more. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel. For those who were trying to take the child's life are dead. Mm. So he got up, he took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that, Archelaus, I'm going to pronounce that as, was Mm -hmm. reigning in Judea in the palace of his father, in place of his father, he was afraid to go there. Having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee, where he went and lived in a town called Nazareth. So he fulfilled what was said through the prophet's that he would be called a Nazarene. Mm. So here we see Joseph. And you know what? I think maybe this is the first time that I've realised like how prominent Joseph has been in, mm. in mm-hmm. this. You know, he was he was a really <coughs> faithful man as well, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Not just to Mary, but he was faithful to God's God, yeah. Yeah, commands. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see him being really faithful to the calling of God again. And we see that it's the angel of the Lord, which is a... The Ophany, is that right? It can be. Yeah. Of God. I is it in this case a Theophany? I think because of the way it's worded. Is, is it, it capital, all capitals? Oh, I don't know, Danielle. No, if it's not all capitals. And then also Theophany, I think, before the Christ comes, probably wouldn't be Ah, uh, really? Okay. Is so. Angel Gabriel, no? No, it doesn't. It just says the angel of the Lord. I wonder. That would that would be mm. a Theophany, but I wonder. That's okay. Ah, Keep going. I look that look up. up. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so, um... <coughs> So again, he stood by Mary during her pregnancy when he could have walked away. Many people were probably, can you imagine, many people were probably going, Maybe a dude, she's pregnant. Mm. It's not your baby. You mm. walk away, but he stood by her. She's not your baby. <laughs> <laughs> she's not, you're not the baby daddy. <laughs> That's it. Um, he stood by her during the pregnancy. He named Jesus, as you said, Daniel. Mm-hmm. And now he is helping to fulfill prophecies again. And he fled with his wife and his baby twice. Now, we think that when he fled, Jesus was maybe between one and two. That kind of fits in. Which isn't it funny because in all the nativity scenes and all the Christmas cards, what did we get? 
we get the wise men round mm-hmm. about with the shepherds mm-hmm. and the stable, and the you know, boy. with the tiny like a wee summary <laughs> the of drummer the story. Boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it took. I was. I think I was quite old when I realised. Oh, that's not actually the timeline because mm-hmm. you always go. Yeah, it kind of goes back yeah. to what we always say, isn't it? Don't just go with what, you, what you've been taught. Mm-hmm. You have to look into it yourself. Um, <clears throat> so he had to do this. As Herod was not keen for the new king to be able to take over his kingdom, was he? He had heard the prophecy of the Messiah and he was out to get him. He really didn't want um, Jesus to to grow up and be the king. But little did he know that no matter what his plans were, he would never win this battle because God's plans um, overcome. And he was worried about his palace and our king was born in a manger, not not a palace, not a castle. Mm -hmm. And what Jesus was worried about were our souls, not, not his... Jewels and treasures yeah. and slaves, things like that. <clears throat> so Herod had ordered all the baby boys under age two to be killed. Oh, we're sitting here, ladies, as mums of boys. Can mm-hmm. you imagine how harsh that is? Mm. The terror, the fear and the yeah. sheer sorrow that this area would have been in at this time. Mm. When you go back and it says about, um, you can hear weeping and great mourning. Mm-hmm. You just, I mean, that must be intense mm-hmm. you know um absolutely intense so um <clears throat> he obviously had to listen to god so that he knew where he was going to be safe and protect the messiah mm-hmm. and when you think about the king how evil do you need to be to decree the old children under two weren't we just talking about that on sunday because <laughs> mm-hmm. even um oh yeah what was her name um Oh, there is also a lady that did that. She decreed everybody under his arm. We could really like, yeah. that as a woman, even. I know. But yeah, was that? Um, it was Moses with an A. No. No, was it? Was that when Moses got put in the basket? Because no. kind of we, was another one. We talked about that, but that wasn't the. No. It was in Kings. It was in Kings. Yeah, yeah it was uh-huh. the. the mm-hmm. Well, she made but, herself queen, didn't she? Yeah. I can't remember her name. Uh, Jez something. Jez, Jezebel. 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 No, it started with an A. Was it A? Mm-hmm. But the point was being is that. The, the goal to deter the plan of God, uh-huh. how over, like, we'll just kill all the children. Yes. Yeah. We'll kill all we'll the children. We'll just get rid of them all. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah. just get rid of them all. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, so we know, you know, that this is Jesus, um, basically his mum and his earthly father would have been terrified for his life at this time, you know, mm-hmm. really knowing that they had mm-hmm. to protect him. Mm-hmm. And even though they knew he was a messiah, there's still that bit of you as, mm-hmm. as a parent where mm-hmm. you'd be like, well, I still need to kind of look after him mm-hmm. and make sure he's okay. And then the angel of the Lord appears again to Joseph and says once Herod was dead, you could return home. But knowing that Herod's son was in charge, they so decided to go to Nazareth, fulfilling yet another prophecy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So all these fulfillments of prophecies just prove time and time again that Jesus was a Messiah mm-hmm. and that God's timing is perfect. Mm-hmm. I love how the Old Testament and the New Testament are really woven together. Mm-hmm. How there's yeah. so many things from the Old Testament that are confirmed in the New Testament and you can you can cross-reference, you can check back. And they were written over such a long time. It's not like yeah. we have now, where a minute I could go into Wikipedia and I could, you know, pull together something. that None of that existed back then. It really is. It's done with such mm. perfection. Exactly. Um, if you ever watched a TV series and the timeline and the backstory doesn't quite add up, mm. you're like, no, they've already met them. Why are they making out that mm-hmm. they've not? It really 
it bugs me if I'm watching, you know, if there's no continuity. Mm. The Bible definitely cannot be accused uh, of no continuity. Cannot be accused and of that. I love how Matthew points out just in this short passage. So from Matthew 2, 13 to 23, what's that, 10 verses? That there was three fulfillments of prophecies. Mm-hmm. And just that that brief passage. passage. Um, and it's just... It's just amazing. I know. Again, showing that Joseph did actually have a part to play mm-hmm. in the life of a Jesus. Big part, didn't he he a wasn't big part. just um he wasn't, you know, just there to kinda marry Mary. He was playing <laughs> he was playing a big part. He wasn't there just to be the dude. <laughs> yes. He was there to get a lot of things straightened out. Yeah. So do we have anything to add? Just to make note of that angel of the Lord bit. So it's thought that it's not it's not a theophany. And the reason why is that even though it's it's named angel of the Lord in that text, in Luke, he actually is identified as Gabriel. Ah, okay. Mm. So that's Thank what you. that's a blue letter Bible says. Mm-hmm. So what were you gonna say, Jules? Um I just I found the name of that um Wicked Queen. Yeah. It is phone will open (laughs) (laughs) we were talking about how she's like similar to like how hitler was and how herod is uh athalia athalia and how when god's this is about god's plan isn't it like it was god's Mm -hmm. plan that things come together this way and this was the way it had to be Mm -hmm. and how we have our plans but god's like no i have a greater plan (laughs) your plan this Christmas is dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the plan is Jesus. Mm-hmm. The plan is Jesus. I know. Yeah. And how, you know, God can work things out when we listen to him, when we follow mm-hmm. his direction. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. It's incredible because his birth unfolds everything for all of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like his birth, his coming is just like the beginning of all of us being able to start doing his will and mm-hmm. finding salvation. And God is with us. Emmanuel, yes. finally, like he's accessible to all mm-hmm. which is like you were even saying like these unsaved magi like what mm-hmm. was going on with these unsaved magi was the, the plan was unfolding mm-hmm. the plan was unfolding and i love that yeah yeah awesome okay mm-hmm. julie do you yes. have a takeaway uh yeah kind of kind of like just what danny was saying about the magi like it seems totally random and yeah. like why all mm-hmm. that distance away uh-huh. but they went all that distance back with a story Yes. And surely Joseph and Mary told them about the shepherd's experience uh-huh. and told them about their own experience with angels and all of the, uh-huh. everything that had gone before they arrived. And so they took that back with them to a far flung part of the world. Yeah. And uh-huh. Spread the word. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Like maybe mm-hmm. the first missionaries. And lied to Herod. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And helped to conceal the story, didn't mm-hmm. they? Yeah. Help to kind of divert his attention a bit. Everybody you know? had a part. <laughs> everybody had a part. Yeah. You know, everybody's we've all got our own parts to play. And mm-hmm. um, I don't say we should go around lying. <laughs> Not saying that, but um, yeah, we all have a part to play, and mm-hmm. you know, maybe one day we'll find out. You know why they were yeah. from there, but I think it is. It's that spreading the word. It's all oh, the people. It will be fun to go to heaven and talk to the magi. No, I didn't even think of that one. <laughs> That will be fun. I mean, that's if they're in heaven. Let's hope. Oh, <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, no. wait a minute. I didn't like. There's no promise. So just three of them, Julie. Be three kings. 
Well, I mean, you could debate that till cows come home. Yeah. But I know there's so many things that we know that we don't there know. There were three yeah. gifts. <laughs> so like the, the, yeah. There's lots of things we know we don't know. Yeah, yes. that's it. We the don't assumption know. is made that there were three because there were three gifts, exactly. I suppose, but... Doesn't does say it that. Does it doesn't that. mean that. No, then, does it? I don't think no. so. Really I think there's probably more. Aye. Like, I think they would have travelled in what, what was it called? A caravan. Well, maybe mm. they had to well, be. Well, not like, an actual but, caravan but, that we call it, but, but you know. Maybe they had to be <laughs> like <laughs> stealth and below the radar and dead chill. Oh. So maybe there was only three. <sighs> to keep a secret. I'm telling you. <laughs> right. Are you going to ask me what my takeaway is? Because I don't yeah. know yet. No, I think my <laughs> takeaway, I'm looking at this, and I don't know why I got hung up on this, like how you got carried away with the Magi. I got carried away with the 400 years of silence. Mm, and I was yeah. like, 400 years of silence. What must the state of the people been like? Mm. I would assume if somebody I loved didn't talk to me for 400 years, I'd be like, I'm out. Peace out. <laughs> like, mm. this is it. We're done. <laughs> like, so I wonder if like the, what Israel was like at that time. But for me, it's the 400 years of silence. And like, if God were silent, what would that imply to me? And how would I carry on? And what would become of me? And how yeah. would I like? Would I continue to walk with him? And mm. I don't know. Four hundred years of silence—that's like a lot. Yeah. And do you think that because obviously the birth of the Messiah was foretold? So if you think about now, where mm-hmm. um, as Christians we are sitting waiting for a huge thing to happen in the mm-hmm. the form of the rapture. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Do you think that's that. what that you know just before Jesus? birth mm-hmm. that that what well, I'm laughing because Daniel's mic's falling apart right in her hands <laughs> do you think that that's what they were you know so we're waiting we're going mm-hmm. mad and after mad and after oh. and they would literally be going when's the messiah going I think to we be are going to talk about that the next one because Jules and I did have a conversation about that uh, like the state of what they were like yeah because they all knew the prophecies uh-huh. they all knew yeah. and they had to read the word of God because yeah. even at that point I think the tabernacle or sorry the yeah the no not the tabernacle the temple was made into like a training area of learning yeah. the word mm. so they were aware of the prophecies because don't we always get taught traditionally as well and I don't know if it's true but it's a tradition that we get taught and I'm assuming it's true because we have good teachers is that um, Mary Mary Mary, like, knew that one day one of these Jewish girls was going to be chosen. Yeah. So, like, there was knowledge that he was coming, but we'll talk about what that knowledge was in the next episode. Oh, I know. interesting to see where you go with that, girls. Mm. Okay. Um, oh, what's my takeaway? I don't know. I was that busy thinking about yours. Your takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> my takeaway is just God's plan woven through it, I think. Mm. Seeing just, you know, that that um, Joseph played an important part as well mm-hmm. and that I just think it would have been a really sad time mm. so for all the Messiah was here the Messiah had been born mm. there would have been so much sorrow that I'm now wondering if that took away some of the story mm. of the Messiah's mm. birth because yeah, there was so much like, sorrow because there's running around and there's hiding and there's trying yeah. to be careful they're coming and, they're coming yeah. hide them like, and there's a lot of like yeah. there's a lot of stressful interactions yeah. going on I know mm-hmm. that's I, I just, and that's not including the fact that they couldn't find any space at the end that she had to give birth <laughs> in the manger that he was put in a trough like <laughs> it was raining probably like you know what I mean I like know. And and never in all the years that I've been visiting mums and new babies in my job have I ever went in <laughs> and somebody's went. Do you like my trough? <laughs> Do you like my trough? Do you like it? It's the latest out of Farmer's World. No, no nobody's ever done that. Nobody. Don't mind the hay. Don't mind the hay. Just leave it where it is. Don't mind the hay. Yeah. So I know there's so many things to unpack, isn't I know, it? There is. And I think that's what's fun about looking at it and them sitting and yeah. going, well, wait a minute. What about this? And looking at all mm-hmm. the different aspects. Because the aspects are all in there. 
for a reason, yeah. Yeah. you know, to help build that story in our minds. Yeah, and, and the angles, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Okay, Julie, would you like to close, pray and close yes. us off? Yes. Thank you. Pray. Lord, I thank you that you have a plan and that your plan is bigger and greater than anything we could um, drum up for ourselves in our own minds and our own lives. And, you know, the, the story is we've kind of unpacked it a little bit and looked at the details and just some of the crazy stuff and the chaotic bits and the sad bits, Lord. And But your faith, you were faithful throughout it all and, and you're sovereign and, and your plan is perfect. So I thank you for that. I pray that you would help us to remember that when we're struggling and when we're having a difficult time that your plan is perfect and that you love us and that you're faithful and that we'd be able to hold on to that in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So ladies, thank you for joining us. We hope that you've enjoyed this little unpacking of the, the birth story of Jesus. Um, and we hope you join us next time, um, for some more Jesus chat. <laughs> some more Jesus chat. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much, ladies. Bye. Bye. Bye.